Hey, so it's pretty clear this podcast is all about me embracing who I am and being able to share my crazy stories while having a good laugh at myself with pretty much no regrets. That's why I'm so excited to announce my collaboration with Famine Apparel, a new clothing brand aimed to empower women for them to express their unapologetic selves through adorable fashion tees, accessories, and even posters for your apartment. Honestly, guys, their stuff is incredible. They have items for every kind of babe, from sassy to funny, with tees and sweatshirts that say stuff like, be your own sugar daddy, I'm not angry, this is just my face, may contain wine, and even mom-to-be shirts. I just ordered a few little surprises and I cannot wait to show you guys. They fit the theme of this podcast so perfectly and it's stuff that I would actually like wear out on the street every day. So I'm so excited. Make sure to check out all their great clothing and products at their website, which is linked in the show notes and on my Instagram. And all my listeners get 20% off at checkout by using the code tequila20. And that's tequila spelled with a K. T-E-K-I-L-A. 20 for 20% off. Their store is perfect for any babe trying to mix up their wardrobe or even give their friends the perfect gift for the holidays. The link in the code will be in the show notes and on my Instagram and have fun shopping guys. Oh, hello and welcome to Tequila Sunshine. I am your host, the Tequila Sunshine, the one and only baby. Here on this podcast, I embrace the embarrassing by telling y'all my most humiliating stories. Most of the stories will be centered around my poor drinking choices, hence the name Tequila Sunshine, which you can learn all about in episode one. But for episode three here, I'll be covering a dating horror story. Honestly, it's embarrassing for both parties involved, so this could be twice as fun, maybe. Let's see. Uh, before we get started, let's do a quick podcast update here. I now have a Patreon. And you're all like, what the fuck is a Patreon? Um, well, it's a platform where you can support your favorite creatives <laughs> like me. Um, anyway, from just general artists to recording artists to podcasters. Listeners and followers can donate um, and you can help me keep the podcast running. Don't worry, your hard-earned cash will not support any of my poor drinking habits, I promise. So depending on how much you donate, you can get access to some cool exclusives. So uh, there's a $3 tier, which is called Silver Tequila, and that will get you into um, my Instagram's close Instagram friends group thing, um, where you guys will have the chance to suggest themes or even vote on themes for upcoming episodes. Um, You'll at least get, per month, you'll at least get two votes or suggestions. Then the $5 tier is called the gold tequila tier, and that gets you um, the benefits of the $3 tier, as well as access to a little post-episode blog um, with behind-the-scenes details, such as links to bars or the products that I used, um, you know, like the bars that I went to, um, or products that I used, and never-before-seen photos, and some other kind of behind the scenes stuff, as well as like a, a Q&A sesh, because I get some questions um, either from people personally or like through my Instagram. Um, so I get to answer some post episode questions that you guys have. So those get released on my off week, since I only do episodes every two weeks. On the off week in between episode releases, I will do a blog post about the previous episode, if that makes sense. So if you donate right now, you get access to the episode one blog. And either before or right around when this episode airs, I'll be doing episode two's blog, which I fell very behind at 
a lot's been going on in my life. I'm completely exhausted. So yeah, that will definitely have some never before seen pictures that won't make it to the gram. So it's worth your time and money um, because they are truly embarrassing. And then the $10 tier is the top shelf tequila tier, my favorite tier, not only because it's the most money, but because it's all pretty awesome. So you get the gifts from three and five dollar tiers, as well as a mini episode about an embarrassing celebrity meeting story. So for November Patreons, so for November donators, if you do the top shelf tier for ten dollars, um, the episode about the embarrassing the uh, celebrity episode will be about how I how I forcefully met. Um, this, this one actor, he was on a USA Network show. He was on American Horror Story for a second. And he last year did, he starred in a Broadway show. I endured some physical exercise, uh, during my encounter with him. So that's all you gotta know. So it's going to be fun listening. That will actually release, uh, next Wednesday on the 20th, since for this episode, I'm not really going to have a blog post, um, but if you are interested in the blog post, you're already going to have two for this month. So you're good. Um, $10 donators, you'll at least get one celebrity meeting story a month. And then for my $3 people, I totally went out of order. I don't care. Um, $3, uh, $3 donators, you will get at least two to three either open suggestion. You'll either get two or three themes to vote on or to suggest. So everyone's going to have a lot of opportunities to be involved. Another thing that kind of confuses people and confuses me about Patreon, it does list these, you know, memberships per month and they are per month. So you would buy your way in now. And then at the first of each month, you will get charged that same amount. Here's the thing. You can... I will not be offended if you just do like a one-time payment or you sign up and then you cancel or you skip a month. Like, you know, it's completely flexible. I get it. We're all just trying to do our best here. So um, that's always an option. Um, But I hope it's for that you're just trying to do your best and um, not because I didn't deliver for you, but I promise you I will deliver. So um, there's that. And you can find all of that crap in my, it's not crap, um, <laughs> way to promote Sue's. Um, you can find all of that stuff on my Instagram at Tequila Sunshine. Um, the link in my bio has all the platforms where you can listen to the show, but at the top now it's got the link to the Patreon. So I hope to see you all there. And let's see, we got all the business talk out of the way. Let's talk a little, little personal crap. Um, let's see. Two weekends ago, um, a few of my friends and I, we went to a theater show and then we went bar hopping afterwards. And like at our third bar, our only our third bar, we were so tired and we were deliberating, like, do we really go to another one? And I managed to rally the troops. I was like, guys, we're like in our mid twenties. We're in New York fucking city. We can't sleep on the city that never sleeps. So we ended up at a fourth bar and I shit you not, we all got a drink. We all sat at a high top with our heads in our hands falling asleep. Pan the camera out to see that everyone is having the fucking night of their lives at this bar and we are all falling asleep at the table. We, we truly don't want to finish our drinks. Like we didn't even have that much to drink. Um, but we just don't want to finish our drinks because we're so tired and we want to go to bed. But since we paid for them and we all were kind of like on the page, like, okay, once this round is done, we'll go home. We all kind of were 
almost slam in that last drink because we all just wanted to go home quicker. The saddest part was, is like around the time we were just about to leave, we looked at the time and it was only 1230. So we were in bed by 1am, which is very pathetic, but I liked it because nothing good ever happens after 2am, especially in New York. So I did learn that from how I met your mother. And I can 100% say that is true. Nothing good ever happens when you're when when you're out past 2am. There's no point like things that have we'll get into things that have have happened to me post 2am going out like one of them closing down a strip club but we'll get there okay so what else what else happened uh oh this past weekend like the weekend i'm currently in recording this was new york comedy fest and that was super fun so friday night i saw trevor wallace and if you don't know who trevor wallace is and you are a millennial then you are failing at being a millennial because i the Patrick Starr living under a rock of our generation knows who he is. If I know who he is, and this is someone who didn't even know what like spill the tea meant until like a few months ago, then y'all y'all know who Trevor Ross is. He's like he's the White Claw guy. I I feel pretty proud of myself that I knew him a little bit before the White Claw thing blew up. So the ticket I bought uh, for his show uh, came with a meet and greet, and so I'm waiting in line. Uh, for the meet and greet. And I become friends with these group of guys in front of me who then just like absorbed me into their pack. And it happened because a promoter um, was passing out free entry cards and it was to Sapphires. And the guys before me were like, what the fuck is Sapphires? It's like a strip club. And I was like, yeah, it's a strip club and it's a pretty good one. And they all turned around like slow motion, jaws dropped like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's an all-female strip club. It's actually pretty good. Um, it, not like full nudity, but you know, doubtless, you know, like, and I was like, giving them the specs and I was giving them like, like what the girls are like, you know, and like the environment and like I'm giving them the rundown because I've been there a few times and like I'm kind of a regular at one location and I will that's next that that's that's the next episode. That's episode four. So we'll we'll get to there. And they instantly just became like fascinated with me. So I became one of the bros. Like I became their bro. And they were a mix from like Florida and LA. And so they were like those kind of bros. And I was one of them. So um, we all met Trevor together. We all hung out together for a little bit. And then we ended up sitting by each other. Like I was front row and they were behind me um, because that's just how I roll. The, the greet was so early before Trevor's set like we and we couldn't leave the theater um so we all just ended up drinking and having a good time and one of the guys after one tequila soda that i gave him just completely like was out like a fucking light like he could not hang and then there was another guy in the group and he was absolutely so funny because everything he said sounded like he got high and he tweeted about it. You know, like it was just all very depressing and random and just like bizarre. It was so funny because you couldn't tell if he was being serious because like his bros were laughing and I was laughing too. And then like, but then there'd just like be the moment at, at the end of like that joke, like the split second where it's just like, oh, you're not serious. But all the friends are like, no, he's serious. And it's just like, what? Then I later found out by the time I got home um, that he was a professional golfer. He is a professional golfer. And I spent three hours with the guy and had absolutely no idea. I was completely clueless. And I mean, I'm not going to say his name on air, but like, it was just a weird, weird night. I'll tell you that. And yeah. Oh, and then on Saturday, I saw Nick Kroll, who is 
absolutely amazing. Like so insane. Um, it was everything I wanted and more. That's what she said. Like I loved every second of it. And I, I truly did not want the show to end. Um, it was like, if you remember Nick Kroll from the Kroll show, I think that was on Comedy Central, like back in the day, it was like a little bit mix of that. And then a mix of like watching a live episode of Big Mouth. Like it was just like a one man show of Big Mouth on stage. And it was great. So that's pretty much all I have for you on updates. Um, I'm just chilling in my bathrobe with a cup of coffee. I just woke up like not too long ago. So let's do this. mentioned to you all before that I'm a paralegal at a law firm and I've been doing criminal defense for a few years now, dozens of trials, hearings, and all that crap. So one, it's literally nothing like on TV. Like this career has completely ruined all crime shows for me. Um, Cause I watch them. I'm like, you can't do that. Um, that's not how that works. You know, it's like a whole thing. Second, legal terms have become my second language. Um, so you could say like, I'm pretty bilingual. Um, so since, so since we are only three episodes in deep, um, and we're still getting acquainted, well, I guess it's the third date. So I really technically should be putting out for you at this point, right? Like we should be hooking up, right? I'm going to be a little bit more classy. Um, and I'm just going to use some general legal terms to describe certain parts of this story, right? Also, cause I am only drinking coffee. I, I don't have a white cloth for this episode or any vodka left. So I'm not going to be as frisky. Okay, so this is the story, uh, how I broke out of a guy's apartment. It sounds awful. I know, it does. But I, nothing illegal happened. I wasn't in danger. Don't worry. There's just no good way for me to sum up quickly why I broke out of his apartment. Um, so let's dive into me dipping out. There is this guy. I'm not going to use his real name. Um, I'll keep it the same initial so I don't fuck it up. We'll call him Jim. I've never been with a Jim before, so this should work. So I've known him for a few years and almost my whole time in New York because I met him through school. He later told me after I broke up with my ex that he's liked me for such a long time. He never asked me out um, even before I started dating somebody because I don't know, he was just a pussy. Basically, it wasn't until after that fellow and I broke up that like Jim made his move and we start seeing each other and going on a few dates every once in a while. Now I kind of force myself to go on these dates. Oh, by the way, if you hear any weird noises, it's either my cat or the streets of New York or they're doing construction above me. So like I can't control my surroundings. So sorry. So anyway, I kind of force myself to go on these dates. Like he was way more into me than I was him. Like way more like astronomical. I wasn't really that into him. I'm like, eh. I kind of just like the attention, not gonna lie. He had this like wannabe playboy attitude. It's kind of hard to describe. Like it was like when he was around me, he was trying to impress one of his boys, you know, um, rather than being like on a date mindset. So like a woman would walk past and he would compliment her chest to me like, oh yeah, like didn't she have like a nice rack or something? And then look at me and like expect like a high five, like, oh yeah, bro, she did. It was so bizarre. Of course we did the whole run around like, oh, that he would change and that he would stop doing that around me and all that bullshit. And honestly, I kind of just put up with it because I like the attention because this guy was so into me. Like he already named our future children and all of that shit. And like already planned the proposal, wedding, kids names, all of that crap, which I definitely was not in for, but love the enthusiasm because it was the complete opposite of what I had gotten from my ex who I'd just broken up with before him. So like this, I, you know, whatever. Every once in a while, I'd give him the time of day, you know, because, you know, of all that. Anytime 
we would, let's say, reach a verdict, he would always be like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this with you. Like, I've been dreaming about this for so long. I felt like such a douchey guy and I was just like, shut the fuck up. Like, I would literally say shut up to him in the middle of our deliberations because it's like I felt like such a dude like not wanting to get all sappy before reaching a verdict just like shut up like when did this activity include so much talking like what's going on like felt like such an asshole but whatever so one Sunday night he wanted me to come over to his apartment where apparently he lived alone and I've never been there and had no idea because I don't pay attention to his life so (laughs) that's where I was so he said he would cook for me and all that. And I'm like, normally on a Sunday night, I'd say hell no, because I have work the next day. But but that night I was like, fuck it, sure. I'll take a home cooked meal. That's not code for anything. It was just genuinely, I wanted food. So I get ready. I look amazing. And I agree to pick up some wine since he was uh, going to be cooking dinner. So I go down to the wine store around the block from my apartment. And literally as I'm about to walk in, the guy in the doorway of the liquor store threw up and then fell over and became unconscious. Like, what? Like, <laughs> wait, what? I, what? And I was like the only person there at that time who spoke English. So I was calling 911 while I have my Uber on the way. And so this guy is just like passed out and his son or some family member comes over to help. And I honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Um, so since since he was being attended to, I, I stepped over him, got my two bottles of wine, stepped back over him, and then <laughs> tried to explain to the son um, or family member what happened. So he can tell the paramedics. Now what happened was he just threw up and he fell over. And the English wasn't his first language and that's okay. But like, he just didn't understand me. And I didn't want to like, just leave them in the position of like trying to explain the paramedics what happened. And like, no one's, no one knows what's going on. And even my, like I did, I was like literally on the street holding two bottles of wine and like trying to mimic, like he threw up and then he fell over, you know, like it's like only two things happened. Apparently my reenactment was just not communicating well. So the ambulance and my Uber pull up at the same time, I shit you not, I quickly gave the paramedics a story and I got in my getaway car. That seems to really be the theme of this podcast is like Uber saved me from very bizarre situations. So now I'm dropped off at this guy's apartment. Fast forward, no one cares about the Uber ride. So this guy never told me it was a four story walk up, meaning there was no elevator and I had to walk up four fucking flights of stairs in my fucking heels. I made it up. I, guys, I don't work out and I'm, I'm, I'm very out of shape. Um, even like going up and down the stairs to the train, I'm like dying. After all this time, like I still, <laughs> I still get winded. So four fucking flights of stairs and I get to the top and he opens the door like, oh yes, I've been waiting for you. And he didn't actually say that, but it was like the mood. Meanwhile, I'm fucking panting and sweating my ass off and like completely out of breath. And I'm thinking to myself like, this better be a damn good home cooked meal. And there better be a damn good verdict at the end of this trial, if you know what I mean. So we're on the couch, we're catching up, you know, we're talking and we're drinking. And I just had to ask what time dinner was because I just had a full body workout. Like, yeah, girl was hungry. He was like, oh, I'm not in the mood to cook. So I guess I'll order like pizza. Dude, what? No, I I mean, okay, fine, whatever. Like New York has good pizza, like sure. But guess what he fucking orders, guys? Guess, guess, Take a guess. Take take a take a little guess here. I never thought I'd ever say this 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 sentence in my life, but um, he ordered a veggie pizza from Domino's. 
I'm sorry that that may have not been clear. Let me let me um let me break that down. You know, so we can be on the same level. A veggie pizza from Domino's. Like, I have so many objections to that. Like, okay, fine. He doesn't eat meat. Okay, fine. Whatever. But yet, Geralt does. Now and later. But, my guy, you didn't even ask me if I wanted to go 50-50 with you on the toppings. Like, what kind of future marriage can we have if you can't even go 50-50 with me on a damn pizza topping? Because, you know, like, Domino's, you can split you can split the pizza just fine. Like, we could have reached some sort of stipulation or even just met in the middle and done just a plain cheese pizza. Why you got to put all this green shit on? Second part, second point, we were in Brooklyn, New York, and you had the audacity to order from a national pizza chain? Like, do you know, do you know how many better pizza places were out there? How many places, how many better places there are out there? Like, oh, Oh, dear Jesus Christ. First, the dude passed out at the liquor store was my red flag. But this was a freaking red tarp. Let me tell you, just wrap me up and throw me in a ditch. Like this was, this was not going to go well. And it did it. Foreshadowing at its finest. So I made him order me a normal pizza because he didn't want to split the toppings. So fine, whatever. You're going to get me my own pizza then. Uh, The pizza comes and, you know, we had a nice meal. But honestly, starting at the point of the whole ordering the pizza dilemma, um, I start slamming wine like there was no tomorrow. And while eating, I was still slamming wine. Like he was hardly drinking anything. So he is a... He is 100% sober and ordering a veggie pizza from Domino's. Like, he's probably a serial killer on the side. And I'm I'm pretty sure at one point I asked him, I was like, you gonna finish that? And I, was, I wasn't pointing to the breadsticks. I was pointing to his wine. And then I slammed it like the champ I am. Long story short, things lead into the bedroom, aka the courtroom. And court was in session. All right, guys, let's take a break from talking about men for a second. This this episode's got too much masculinity and it's only going to get worse from here on out. Let's talk about women supporting women while drinking some amazing tequila. How is that possible, you ask? It's not in the club. It can be right in your own home. I am super excited to be partnering with Vicara Tequila, which is an ultra premium tequila that supports, empowers, and celebrates women in the wine and spirits industry. Literally perfect. Like, I could not ask for anything more. But of course, they give more because proceeds from every bottle sold are contributed to initiatives to provide women with education and career opportunities. This company is solely run and operated by women from the fields to the offices, everything. It's incredible. You can help them with their philanthropy efforts by supporting their crowdfunding campaign and also purchasing a bottle at a discount because I'm about to give you that code right now. So you can sip with purpose by going to the link in the show notes and using Vicara 10 for 10% off at checkout. If there's one thing we've learned from this podcast is I don't have a great track record with tequila, but I can assure you guys this stuff is top notch and it's incredible and they even support incredible women so you can do no wrong also it's perfect for the holidays if you're struggling to figure out what to get somebody just get them a nice bottle of tequila that's gonna help so many women in need so the link to their website to purchase the bottle along with the discount code and the link to their crowdfunding campaign can all be found in my show notes and on my instagram so you can start sipping with purpose today with vicara tequila We had our opening arguments, if you know what I mean, and it was time to, uh, 
reach a verdict. So the jury was deliberating and deliberating and deliberating. And instead of reaching a verdict, it became a hung jury. Ah, eh, eh, get it? Hung jury? But not the good kind of hung. I mean, actual hung juries aren't great either because you basically have to do the whole trial over again. But that's besides the point. Um, The point here was the trial never finished and I was very disappointed. He said that he was tired and apparently he, I mean, he did travel the day before. Like he flew back from London or somewhere. So, I mean, like, I guess he was tired and apparently he was because that boy literally rolled over and fell dead asleep, like snoring within a few minutes. And I mean, I knew, I knew... The failure to reach a verdict wasn't wasn't because of me. I mean, like, come on. My performance was top notch. I mean, I know my way around a courtroom, if you know what I mean. And um, even with that kind of confidence that I have in myself, there was still a certain level of awkwardness and being uncomfortable that just, like, filled the air. Because I was just like, damn. I mean, like I said, even though I was confident, I was still like, damn. Oof, oof, like it, it's just rough, you know, and it's always just so awkward and you got like all the endorphins and that energy running through you and then just to not even have it come to a satisfactory ending is just like you're just stuck in like that space of high energy like come on, let's, let's do this and then I'm just laying in bed stuck in that space with this boy over here freaking snoring and I'm like, well, I can't. I, I can't even pretend to f- to fall asleep with this kind of snoring. And I don't even want to spend the night because I have work the next day. I definitely didn't want to hang around for him to wake up and want court to be back in session, if you know what I mean. Like, I'm just already just so turned off right now. Um, I don't even want him to touch me at this point. Um, just beyond, you know, off. So I'm like, I'm just going to adjourn this entire evening for all eternity. I'm not going to reset the date at all. Like we're just going to adjourn it forever. This became my most difficult departure from anything ever. So here's the thing. The room was pitch black. All of my clothes were black and scattered in various areas around that bedroom. Um, And of course, my phone was across the room charging because I just had to be responsible and have my phone have sufficient amount of battery, but be the farthest distance away from me as possible. So what do I do? I start basically army crawling on the floor, trying to find all of my articles of clothing. And then I pretty much get everything and I make it to my phone. And I turn on the flashlight to find the bedroom door because uh, I, I, I had no sense of direction. And then I just creeped out. I, uh, I went into the bathroom and I started to put on my clothes and then I hear him stop snoring. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking code red. Like, is he starting to wake up? So I start to panic, right? Naturally, because I'm like, I'm going to just avoid confrontation as much as I can. So I didn't even spend time putting on my bra. So I run out of the bathroom uh, into the living room and I shove, I shove my bra in my purse and I grab my heels, but I don't put them on because obviously that'd be too loud on the hardwood floor. So still thinking guys. Then I shove those into my purse and apparently I had like a black hole of a purse to have all this fucking room. Um, so I did that so I could free up one hand. So I'm braless and shoeless at the door. One hand has my phone where I'm ordering an Uber. Second hand is trying to work out his combination of locks because he's got like all the old school locks in this apartment building. Normally there's like two locks, one on the actual handle and just like a bolt up top. And the thing is, is like there's always like a 50-50 chance of like which lock it is that that person tends 
to lock. Like I lock both of my locks, but I know a lot of people out there who only do like one or the other. So it's like figuring out that combination, except he didn't have two locks. He had three. So that makes the probability of this horrible. Um, in a panic. So I'm watching my Uber approach as I am trying to figure out the fucking locks. Like which way do they turn to unlock in the first place? And then which combination do I have to make them all unlock or whatever? And you gotta remember, like I'm also tipsy at this point, still braless, still shoeless. And every time I turn a lock to figure out the combo, it makes this obnoxious clunking sound that just like echoes through the fucking apartment. And I'm like, I thought for sure this was going to wake him up. Like not only am I racing against the time of my Uber, but like I'm also racing against the chance of him waking up and realizing I'm trying to leave. And like, even though it's like with completely within my right to leave as just a person, as a female who just feels uncomfortable, like it's in my right to leave, but I didn't want to deal with the confrontation. That was my biggest thing because we didn't even, we didn't even talk about it. He like, when we didn't reach a verdict, he's just like, oh, sorry, babe, I'm tired. And then he rolled over and that was, that was it. That, that, (laughs) that was it. And so I'm like, I didn't want to deal with the rest of the confrontation. So finally, I get the combination. I open the door. Thank you, Jesus, by the way. And then I run down the four flights of stairs with no shoes on uh, because my heels would have been too loud and probably would have slowed me down. And I'm waiting in the front of the apartment building where I managed to at least get my shoes on at this point. I heard some noise coming from the top of the stairs and my heart sunk. Like I immediately thought it was him starting to make his way down because he realized I was gone. But, you know, it could have been any of the other neighbors of floors one through four. You know, like I don't my logic was way off in that moment, but I decided to just create and like increase my own panic and was like, shit, he's coming. But then in, but thankfully in that moment, my Uber pulls up and I just fucking run. And I'm pretty sure my Uber driver was, was concerned because not only did I just run into his car panting, my dress was inside out, by the way, um, which I didn't see until I got into the, like when the little car light turns on, I didn't see until in that moment that my dress was inside out. Um, still wasn't wearing a bra at this point. Um, my shoes were halfway zipped on. Like they were just like booted heels that were halfway zipped on. Like I was a wreck. I get home and in that moment I realized I left my fucking jacket at his apartment. I left my innocent black jean jacket at his apartment. God fucking damn it. Like I just escaped without him knowing. Like I could have pulled off the ultimate ghosting of all time. I vanished from his apartment without a trace into the night, never to be seen it. Was it all a dream? And then <laughs> and then like I would just have never messaged or texted him ever again. Like that could have been that could have been key. Like they'd be they'd be talking about that at like in ghosting school. Like I could have been a legend. But no. Of course, I left my fucking jacket there, which meant I'd have to see him again or talk to him again at least. Honestly, I did contemplate like whether or not it was worth to get my jacket back. Like I did a whole whole risk analysis of like, how much did the jacket cost? Could I just buy another one? Does the store still have it in stock? Do I remember what size the jacket was? Cause it was perfect fit guys. You know, I couldn't just leave it. That jacket's been so loyal to me. I'm like, I can't just leave you in some slums apartment. Uh, I figured, you know, the next morning I would text him and get it from him somehow. I just have to suck it up. So the next morning comes and I wake up to a text from him saying like, you left question mark. And I said, yes. Um, I didn't really explain that like, I just didn't want to spend the night and I was uncomfortable and I didn't 
want you to ever touch me ever again. Um, and I was extremely disappointed by your performance. Instead, I blamed it on me having to work the next day because be- because I just, I guess, didn't want to deal with the extra layer of confrontation that his performance sucked and I was disturbed by it. That's the thing. Women, g- gals, we have to start telling men that they suck in bed and we're all disappointed by their performance because they're just never going to learn if, if they don't hear it but I just didn't want to go down that route. So then he was just like, okay, it's cool. Like you left your jacket. Like we'll figure out how to get it back to you. And I was like, okay. And then he called me after work. He's just like, you know, I've been thinking like this can all just be because you wanted, because you had work the next day. And I'm like, okay, first off, it kind of is like you snored super loud. And um, my job is handling people's like legal issues that affect their lives. So I can't just be walking in tired and whatnot and also dress the way that I was dressed. I'm like, I don't know what. Okay, it, it was a solid excuse. I don't also have to explain every single thing that I do to you because you aren't even my boyfriend. And you know, I'm a strong and independent woman. I don't need to explain myself to you. But then we got down the rabbit hole of why I actually left and his poor performance. I didn't I don't I didn't want to be anywhere near him. I was disturbed. I was like just uncomfortable and pretty disappointed. And like ha- I, I can only imagine like when a guy hears that their performance in bed was disappointing by a female, like the, a female was disappointed by their performance. I can only imagine it's like when a mom tells you, like, especially my mom, she when she tells me, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Like, I expect it to probably hurt that much, if not more, than when you hear that from your mom, you know? So he got so defensive. So let me set the scene for you. I'm on the street corner of New York. Um, post work. So everyone is on their way home. And I'm not using legal terms to describe a, like what our night was like. I'm full on using non-PG language. Okay. So I can only imagine this was a very entertaining and confusing conversation for people who pass by. But he was so upset. We, we later came to an agreement, a nice stipulation that um, I would meet him for dinner at a public restaurant uh, to get my jacket back. But the thing was, is this dinner was full of all of our mutual friends um, that really didn't know him and I were like kind of a thing. So I'm like, I like, I just sucked it up and went to this dinner. So we both got there kind of early enough where he slid me my jacket with in like a shopping bag where no one really noticed. And like an asshole, I just stayed for an appetizer and a beer. And um, he, he hated like that I left early. I ended up leaving early with one of the other girls that was there because she lives kind of by me. Like we we were able to take the same train and we were like, oh, it's getting kind of late. Like we should go before the trains start running slow. And he hated it. Like he hated it with brain passion because he kept whispering in my ear all night that he was going to get me back to his place and like prove to himself that like, you know, he's still got it going on. And I was like, um, nice try, buddy, but no chance. So then, uh, yeah, I just left that dinner early. I got my jacket back. And um, he still hits me up over Instagram every once in a while, but uh, I just don't respond. So, yep. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, You know, I had to call 911 for a guy. Had to fully exercise to get up to that guy's apartment. Had to engage in a veggie pizza from domino situation failure to reach a verdict um army crawled around a room to gather up all my clothes uh full-on ran out of the apartment once i figured out his obnoxious lock situation and 
then had to see him all again just to get a jacket back and have the confrontation that I was trying to avoid altogether. Kind of sucks. See, uh, dating in New York is not as glamorous as people think it is. I'm, I have these stories for days because um, I dated somebody for a while. And then after that, um, I started kind of seeing some other people that I went to school with um, and then also went into the Tinder scene. So I got a lot of Tinder dates <laughs> that have been interesting. Uh, yeah, it all just sucks. Guys in New York suck, um, especially if they were born and raised here, uh, because they have like this weird sense of cockiness about them that they don't even deserve. Like 27, super cocky, but like still be living with their mom. It's like, then why are you acting like, you know, a douchebag. Like you still live with your mom, you know, you you still have an hourly wage. Like, come on, man. And then you get like the transplants, like the the guys who have moved here from other states. And like they're a little bit better because they actually have like a good work ethic. They know what it takes to like live here. You know, they, most of them live by themselves, but a lot of them are then like finance bros. And they all like are on the Lower East Side, have like a rock and apartment. I'm like, I don't know what else, like, are you selling Coke on the side? Because like I, I street easied your apartment and I don't know how you're, how you're making that, like how you, how you're like affording that. Um, so, and then, and then, you know, the finance bros are also like their own set of douchiness. And then every once in a while you get a, you get a good guy, but then they don't want to like commit because, you know, they're in the city and they just like want to, you know, keep going to clubs and whatnot and, you know, explore as many women as possible. So it all just, it all just sucks. Don't worry. Like I said, I got a lot of other crazy dating stories locked and loaded ready for you guys. Um, I'll be filtering those out with, you know, other crazy drinking stories and, uh, other themes as well that if you donate, you get to help vote on or suggest. Trust me, I cover a lot of, I, I have a lot of categories that I can cover with, with the overall theme of this podcast. So don't worry. So like I said, um, next Wednesday, the 20th is when I will release the mini embarrassing celebrity meeting story episode on Patreon only. And you only get access if you are, if you donate within the tier. Um, then the next time you all get to hear from me is on the 27th, the day before Thanksgiving, uh, I will be traveling back to Wisconsin on that day. So I'll release it before I head out um, on my very early flight, um, which is perfect for you guys and for me because like podcasts are really good to listen to like while you get ready, um, while you're commuting somewhere, you know, whether to work or the airport while you're at the airport, while you're on the plane, you know, like listen to me while you travel. And it would be it's prime, really prime stuff. Um, so you can tell your parents that you are not like me, like play your play one of my episodes for your parents and be like, see, at least I'm not like her. And then, you know, then you're welcome. Like then your parents will respect you again. So that episode's going to be really fun. Um, I'm going to talk about my, uh, strip club experience. Um, so that will be a, that's a good one for y'all to listen on the road. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate everyone's support thus far. We did it. We made it through three episodes and yeah. All right, guys. So in the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at tequila sunshine. That's tequila with a K. There is the link to my Patreon and all platforms that this is available at. So please tell your friends and family to listen to this hot mess of a podcast. I do appreciate it. Um, look, you know, we all can have a good laugh over my humiliating life. And, or you can feel free to reach out to me via email, the tequila sunshine 
at gmail.com. Again, that's tequila with a K. And yes, there is a the at the beginning of it, the, the, uh, because apparently tequila sunshine with a K at gmail.com already exists. So my email is the tequila sunshine at gmail.com. What else? So Again, next week, um, for Patreon donators, if donators is a word, um, you'll hear a little mini episode from me. And for the rest of you, I will see you on the 27th. All right. I'm going to go do some laundry and take a nap, honestly. So uh, see you later. Bye.